Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Clouds podcast. This is Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher. And we have a very special, very contextual, very serious episode for you guys today, considering it's National Podcast Day. And by special, what Bobby is uh, <laughs> alluding to is the fact that normally if you're tuning in to this podcast, it's really for, uh, you know, the driving reason that you want to hear about, you know, Salesforce technologies, about uh, current implementation or best practices or what people are doing in the space, digital transformation, something that's, that's probably um, pretty, uh, you know, pretty valuable and pretty pertinent to what you're doing. We, uh, we want to just set the stage today that since it's National Podcast Day, we really just want to put a little uh, a collection of uh, some of the goofiest moments. And so essentially what, what this will be is a brief respite from any sort of redeeming value that this podcast has whatsoever. And we're just going to have some of the uh, best of completely unrelated uh, that is that we didn't choose, but it's been, it's been selected by uh, uh, our, our team that um, I don't know. Well, I, not just our team, by the masses at large, Cole. The, the millions the, of people <laughs> who listen to this podcast. Yeah. They, they voted on these, and these were the most interesting portions of our podcast from the and last the funny, year or so. The funny thing is it's hard to have tiebreaker votes when there's only two votes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been odd. But, uh, but we'll start with this first clip here. Um, you know, a lot of the, the sort of COVID uh, height of lockdown – um, you know, one of the big byproducts was, you know, how are people getting haircuts and things like that? Well, we were complaining about that before it was cool. So here's a clip uh, of uh, Bobby and I talking about some of our worst uh, haircuts. Um, most important question, as we move to completely, completely unrelated, <laughs> what is the worst haircut you've ever had well i would you could argue that it was just my general haircut growing up i don't have to worry about that i'm, I'm shorn now uh but but i my You're general haircut now? i'm completely shaved now uh Did but you my say shorn shorn <laughs> i didn't know it was a word <laughs> um my my general haircut growing up was for the longest time I, I i we didn't refer to it as it was a bowl cut it was just a straight up bowl cut for a long time you know oh, like, that's what I had. just like just like froed out and uh it was kind of but it was kind of like the straight across like you know, Dutch cut that people were like, hey, did you get like a free bowl of soup with the haircut? Like, <laughs> I tell me you got something out of this deal. Like, <laughs> but but uh, uh, the, the very worst, I was, I was probably six or seven. And, uh, you know, I, I, my uh, brother and I went down on our bikes to uh, the barber shop and we're like, hey, let's get some, you know, our, our spike. Cause that was the cool thing was wearing your hair in a spike or just basically just getting a buzz cut. Um, and I went, you know, went for that and, and they basically just, I guess, didn't shave anything off. 
And so I got sent home. And I was like, well, they didn't do anything to your hair. Like they didn't cut anything. And uh, so she sent us back. And I was like, no, no, no. Like they, <laughs> they like tell him like you're you're six or seven years old. Like and your brother like you know tell him that uh, like you want an actual haircut. You, like take some something off. And so I guess out of spite, Barber Bob, I'll never forget, Barber Bob out of just spite, just basically shaved me completely. <laughs> he oh, just was, was, he's like, you want a drawer? Okay, you got it. <laughs> like, like, take your frustrations out on a six-year-old. So like, I, I, I came home and I thought my mom was gonna be mad at me for some reason. So I put my, I put a hat on and I kind of like stood under the pine tree and she's like, let me see it. And I was like, she, like, she describes to this day, she'd just see like a little skinny, little spindly leg sticking out from the pine tree. And I was too afraid to come out. So she, <laughs> I came out and she, she, uh, my mom's like the tiniest, sweetest lady ever, but uh, not a mean boner body. She went down there and reamed old Barbara Bob. It's like, you just, you scalped my son to prove a point. Oh like, my you, gosh. You're, you're awful. Oh. So yeah. what age did you have the bowl cut? Uh, like at, basically up till six ish. And then um, I tried to, it was, it was mostly up till six. Okay. It was a, was a hardcore bowl cut. See, I think, because my thought was I, I had the bowl cut from, I think around like six to nine where it was literally like you, someone put a bowl on your head. Clink, 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 yes. clink, clink. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it looked like. But I also went through a phase where I put a ton of gel in my hair. <laughs> so like middle school and high school, it was the LA looks ultra firm hole <laughs> to 10. And so like if people touched it, it wouldn't move. It was <laughs> just helmet head. Yes. Yes. Although one of my favorite things, you know, and, um, as I've gotten older and started to lose my hair, I'll never forget this. We were in uh, Las Vegas, my wife and I, and we were taking a picture in the mirror, you know, like cool couples do, you know, like with the- Well, naturally, to, everybody, yeah, yeah. Trying to take a selfie in the mirror. And uh, I had, uh, like my head was down and kind of looking at her and she could see the top, like the top, like crown mm -hmm. of my head. And uh, so she's looking at the picture and she's like, you're losing your hair. And ever since then, I admittedly use Rogaine every single day, and I swear it works. Really? It's been fantastic. Yeah. Huh. So Rogaine, if you need, uh, if you're looking to sponsor that a podcast, that would have been good advice like ten years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never forget that. She's like, "Are you, are you losing your hair?" And then as soon as I started using it, she started taking pictures of my hair, so we could like just become the it. subject of an experiment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This next clip is all about making fun of Nick for choosing the wrong boy band and what were some of our favorite fads and the best 90s boy band of all time where there really is only one right answer. True statement. And jumping into completely unrelated, uh, the best fad you guys can think of or your favorite fad, I should say. You know, I, I had a weird thing. I like, I. I always had an aversion to like following fans. I think it was like younger brothers, like syndrome. Like I, like whatever my brothers do, I had to do something like different or cooler. Or, so they were already in it. Like a fad was a thing. Like I was like, Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not inventing this, this thing. I don't want to just follow. But like one of the coolest things, especially when I was like really young and impressionable mm -hmm. snap bracelets. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. I like these, like I, I, I'm collecting the, those. They were up my, they were all, all the, the way girls up. Warm. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were like all up my forearms. Like the more you had, the more street cred you had. I mean, it was, 
it was a thing. Like, yeah, I was just I imagining when I'm walking down the street and I see a gang and they've all got their. <laughs> <laughs> That's not someone you want to mess with. That's you, you know to stay away from those. They're they're wild. All of my the things that I love are just all basically around food. I think the the best or my favorite fad because I, I consider it a fad because it's not around all the time. Are the uh, um, oh I'm totally losing the name of it. Um, the the mint. Uh, milkshakes at McDonald's during St. Patrick's Day. Shakes. Shamrock shakes. Yeah. Oh, I've never man. tried one of those. Oh, they're, they're delicious. Oh, really? They are really good. Yeah. Oh. They're green, minty. Oh, it's delicious. I love delicious. St. Patty's themery. Yeah. So. yeah. Nick, I'm going to guess yours is a mullet since that's what you currently have. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a mullet. And, <laughs> and you're playing pogs that, right now. <laughs> I think there's a good, a good classy way to wear a mullet. I think it's a, it's a look that's going to come back. It's not my favorite fad. I think my, my favorite fad or the best fad, um, and maybe this is just nostalgia talking, but through the 90s, there were some great boy bands. I mean, like the, the choreographed dancing. Oh, I like what singing, you're putting down here. I, I think that that is one of the best fads to come out of. Like, there's no shame in being a coordinated dancer. I don't know if I would call that a fad as much as I would just call it raw talent. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's the million dollar question backstreet boys are in sync oh in sync all the way cool well every group has to have one guy who's wrong it's backstreet so yeah, it's exactly. just clearly off it's clearly right here. just yeah. way off just because oh justin timberlake <laughs> ended up having a better solo career does not mean that in sync was better than backstreet boys yeah i couldn't name a backstreet boy yeah, because there's no I in team. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of things that are absolutely not debatable, this next clip goes into some really complex and deep-rooted issues. You know, there are a lot of things that people tell you not to talk about on first dates or in work environments. It's politics, religion. Now, we're not afraid the best... to push that envelope here, Bobby. No, we're really not. And we want to add the favorite flavor of Pop-Tarts to that as well. So jumping over to completely unrelated, we've had, this has been a big topic for our team. And I say big topic because all three of us agree on what the best Pop-Tart flavor is. Well, I don't think it's really subjective necessarily. It's just like how much greater is this best flavor than everything else? Um, and actually I took a lot of heat when I was uh, like pre-Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was uh, at a startup and I took a lot of heat for um, really getting aggressive after lots of Pop-Tarts. I would basically, I, well, I used to get in them really early and I would basically just bring Pop-Tarts with me every day. And so, so I became the, the Pop-Tart guy. How many would you eat? Oh, I mean, I would only eat like two, but like I always had Pop-Tarts. And like uh, that was okay. like, that became, uh, you know, incidentally became my staple. I didn't, I didn't want to be the Pop-Tart guy. <laughs> I could be, you know, there are worse things to be. But, I was going to say, but I my, think my, I want to be the Pop-Tart yeah. guy. <laughs> well, my boss at the time, thought it was hilarious for some reason and uh like hit like he and his wife where they would shop they would like find like the most exotic new like flavors of pop tarts and um they you know they were just kind of like randomly bringing them in and i thought oh okay i'll sub these in and that's how i actually got to try because i was i was a pretty basic guy i don't know if you know this about me i'm, I'm relatively basic in most <laughs> things and so i was a strawberry i was a blueberry guy you know I tend to steer clear of the cinnamon crowd. That's just not my jam. Um, but but he but uh, he brought in 
the best flavor ever, and it was s'mores. And I thought it was, I thought it was crazy pills at first. Oh. The gram was like the whole, oh, it's just delicious. I remember just, it just knocked my socks off. There's really no competing. Yeah. And uh, so speaking of s'mores, so uh, Joni, my wife, has a, a cabin, and she had, runs it as an Airbnb, and she left uh, all the s'mores ingredients for her first guest that just came the other day, which I thought was really nice. So what I, th I thought was really cool, though, was on the back of the Hershey package, they gave you four ways to make a s'mores. Can you think of the four ways to make a s'more? There's only, wait, wait. Oh, are you talking about like four other ingredients? No, no. I've no. seen people dropping in like Reese cups oh, instead of the unbelievable, chocolate. Unbelievable, like by that. the way. Unbelievable. I've, I, I've, not, I've not expanded into the connoisseur ways of the s'more. So, no, there was, it was four ways to actually make the s'more. So Hershey marshmallow graham crackers. So what's the most basic one? Well, you put the mallow, you put the mallow on the, or chocolate first. No, no, this was actually like, how would you heat up the marshmallow? Oh, over a fire. Okay, so that's one. That's There's the only one. There are three others. I was very impressed with Hershey's ingenuity. What, can you, uh, well, you could technically microwave it. There, that was another one, yep. So you uh, put the graham cracker, the chocolate, and then the marshmallow on top. Mm -hmm. And then you put it in there for 30 seconds or so. And then you if you tell me there's like a deep frying or boiling <laughs> way or something like that, I'm just going to. No, but there was a baking. Baking s'mores. Yeah. So you can so, like microwave it for like eight seconds or you can, you know, put it in the oven. The oven. For 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The same concept. But the, uh, the last one I thought was the most ingenious one and probably the an most ironing ever. board with wax paper. And you can, uh, you can pleat your pants at the same time. You're actually not that far off. It's a grill. So you make the whole s'more, and then you wrap it in foil, and you put it on the grill for medium-high heat for like three minutes. Which I don't, I don't think would actually work, because I think you would just completely melt the chocolate. Oh, that could be really... Why, I mean, why don't you just like fire up the uh, the oven or whatever and just dump the whole thing into a blender <laughs> and just you know just ruin the whole traditional kind of, like over it supposed to be over a bonfire well i'm glad that this conversation went totally to s'mores because there's really no other pop tart flavor worth mentioning i do want to call out menards menards if you're listening s'mores pop tarts mm. flavor at the bottom of the shelf raspberry and cherry on top you got it flipped mm. and not to mention, they had unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I'm pretty sure that's against the law. Yeah, that's just an incomplete Pop-Tart. They're just not exactly. done yet. Exactly. And in this last one here, now, Bobby, personally, I would never accuse you of being overly analytical at all. But <laughs> in, in a court of law, this next bit might, might get the book thrown at you by a jury of your peers. This, listen in to Bobby's ever so tedious drink regimen. If, if you think Bobby thinks things out, listen to this. So completely unrelated, your go-to beverage. Now, I have a science to this. Because I'm curious to hear because I, I don't, you're going to blindside me with this. I don't, I don't have a go-to beverage. I have go-to beverages. Beverage eye. Yes. Oh, beverage eye. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Let's make that a term. So what I mean by that is just about every hour of the day, I have a different beverage for not only each day, but the time of year. Let me give you an example. 
this right right now do you do anything else late spring. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> podcast <laughs> late spring early summer starting off the day with a cup of warm coffee so usually wake up early have a cup of warm coffee you know do some things and uh then um my wife and i have our morning time where uh we'll chat and we'll talk about the day ahead and you know anything else that we talk about we usually do that for about an hour um that's a cup of decaf coffee okay you got to taper off that old caffeine there. yeah exactly you can't get you can't get you know you can't get too excited there then after that i'll come inside and uh usually do some kind of you know activity workout and then after that i will have uh typically like some kind of a smoothie and then once i sit down to work i'll have another cup of caffeinated hot coffee okay and this is about i don't know we'll call this 8 30 9 o'clock so then as i get into my mid-morning uh, i'll either have a homemade cappuccino or I'll have a uh, some kind of carbonated beverage. Now, how are you deciding in in this type of moment? Uh huh. Because it doesn't sound like there's a lot of subjective factors here. This is talk about our processes of like test and optimize. Like this is clearly something you've been perfecting for years. I can tell there's been a lot of thought process put into this and a lot of effort. I uh, so I know I know when you're like, well, I'm gonna do I do this or do I do a, a carbonated well, beverage? I know you're not going to like. What do I feel like? There's there is a like. Oh, what is the uh, season? What is the precipitation outside? <laughs> What's the barometric pressure? Like, what is dictating this? The, uh, well, the biggest thing for the first portion of the day is the coffee is the caffeine, ca caffeinated intake. However, it's also a comfort for me. Ca coffee is by far my favorite drink. By far my favorite drink. You're very opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then uh, you're right. Over a number of years and processes and you know, journeys, <laughs> I put myself down to figure out that this is these are the things that I need. So we'll fast forward a little bit because this is getting a little long-winded. But um, so usually around four or five, if I decide I'm going to have a uh, an adult beverage, I'll usually have uh, a vodka with some ice, straight out of the bottle, just a pull. Yep. And then uh, if I'm uh, feeling up for it afterwards, I'll have a Michelob Ultra or two. Uh, not every night, of course. Um, but, uh, the other portion of this, that's very important is vacation beverages, vacation. And I'm talking beach beverages because I mm -hmm. feel like that's a whole different, whole different lifestyle. Right. So let me just play this day out for you. Okay. Joni, my wife and I get up, we walk, we have this morning walk. It's a two and a half mile walk to this coffee shop. We go there, we have iced coffee or warm coffee, just depending on the temperature outside. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you got to take in the objective measures. Yep. And then uh, uh, we'll, we'll go do the two and a half mile trek back. And then that's usually about, uh, we'll, so we'll call it 11 o'clock. We start the morning off with a monster mm -hmm. and like a Yeti, make sure it's cold as we go out to the beach. And then usually we'll come in for lunch. That's where the fun stuff starts. Caffeinated monsters, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do they yes, have decaf guys, monsters? I don't know. I mean, I, I would imagine they do, like the light stuff. I don't know, but you guys are getting jacked up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of excitement in our household. So, uh, so then after that is when the monster plus some kind of adult liquor enters uh, the picture. This is the taper in, taper out. Yeah. 
So usually, so last year it was the, um, if for those of you familiar with Monster, it's the white can, I think it's called Ultra Zero with coconut rum. Fantastic. Really, really good. Interesting. Uh, but I just found out, and I told you about this earlier today, uh, shout out to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law uh, for Corona Limonas. <laughs> <laughs> so you drink the neck of a Corona, you still put the lime in it, and then you put in a little bit of lemon rum the uh oh is it uh it's it's limon rum what, what's i can't remember the brand bacardi bacardi yep yeah oh it's it's great it's great as you can so, tell so this is a loaded question this is essentially if 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 listeners have learned anything it's test <laughs> and optimize uh and that bobby's gonna get cirrhosis of the liver <laughs> within the next five years <laughs> or my heart's gonna explode <laughs> yeah what about you? I was just going to go with like water. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I always have very simple PBR on deck. I feel like PBR is a beer that, you know, if you had a terrible day at work, have a PBR. Hey, you've got a great day, got a promotion, it's a, have a PBR. It is. The it's o- the most versatile of beers, I oh, feel like. Oh, it's fantastic. Have you ever had a Ham's? Uh, I, I have when I used to make poor, poor decisions. <laughs> we, uh, hams, hams is what I would, I would offer to somebody that I wanted to stop drinking. Here, uh, have a hams. It'll be your last beer of the night. But how can you turn down a 30-pack for $9? That's just when you know something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for, and for $9, you get a, just a terrible hangover and regrettable choices. And re-examining your life decisions. So for so your for your favorite like pop or soda. Oh. What, what, do you say pop or soda? I, I say Coke. I'm like a Kleenex, you know. Like I just like I've I've always just well you want to have a Coke that just means carbonated beverage. I don't even Add know. Coke. I don't even know who you are. Is this podcast? Are we just the whole thing is just? We're we're putting it's, this thing. It's up a, it's a place. it's a breakup, folks. This is the last episode. It's official. Coke. <laughs> but my favorite Coke is Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. First of all, it's pop. Child, it's a childhood favorite. It's a, it's pop. That is controversial at best. And the correct answer is Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh, no, we're definitely done. <laughs> that doesn't even rank in like the top three red Cokes. Wouldn't be great <laughs> if it just flatlined from here. <laughs> I think we've effectively lost everyone. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this hard-hitting podcast and recap of some of our favorite completely unrelated And if you want to continue hearing content that's completely unrelated to anything that you might be doing or related to technology or Salesforce in general, then don't give us any ideas. Or you can send in your ideas to inthecloudsatlovedigital.com and we can get back to your regularly scheduled programming.